Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine dealing with an entitled parent who downplays your hospital stay. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Wings of Entitled Parents, the final chapter. Entitled Aunt almost kills me and tries to adopt me against my and my dad's will. If you don't recognize me or missed my last few posts, my insane aunt destroyed my book for my beloved Wings of Fire collection. It's about dragons. Used to think my obsession considering my age, 16, was weird, but I've learned not a lot of people are going to judge someone based on their taste of 10-year-old aimed books. Anyway, enough rambling. Let's get into what's happened and the story I promised about how she was almost responsible for my death. First, what happened after my story about her sending my book to the back rooms. Long story short, Big Karen got slapped into jail for a solid few weeks for assault of a minor and a few other charges. We reported what happened to the authorities and she broke down as soon as she was investigated. We also managed to get a restraining order put in place on her. I'm not going to get into more detail than that since it's boring legal stuff. Now, the big story, the one you've all been waiting for, my mother was very ill during this story, and due to the illness, not gonna say what for personal reasons, everyone except naive 11-year-old me knew she wasn't gonna make it. Due to my father drowning in paperwork that needed to be finished ASAP to sort out my mother's illness, he decided it was best for me to stay around my aunt and uncle's place for a few weeks until everything was sorted out. A lot of people wondered where my uncle was in all this, and here he is. He's since divorced my aunt since he couldn't deal with her BS, presumably which is why he never was mentioned in the previous story. Anyway, first two days went fine. This was before my aunt went all Christian and crazy, presumably to try and make up for this incident. I've changed OP, I'm following the Lord now. My brother in Christ, you sound like the Pope took cocaine. Not offending anyone Christian by the way, you believe what you want. Anyway, after a few days, I start feeling unwell. It's nothing, just a cold, right? Right? I freaking wish it was. Crap really hit the fan after that. I couldn't lay down without my back or anywhere else aching like crazy. I felt absolutely wrecked 99% of the time. I had no appetite. I was vomiting like every day. Huge red flag to my aunt, right? Nope. She just dismissed it as stress due to my ill mother. Even when I requested to go to the hospital, she said it's just your stress from your mother. Try not to worry about it. Like which? Does my entire body aching 24-7 say stress to you? Cause I don't think so. So at this point my dad realizes crap's going so far south we're basically at Antarctica. So he tries to get involved but never can do. Not because of paperwork this time, but because of what I was unaware of until very recently. I'll get into that later. Eventually, after a few more days of living in heck, my dad just says, screw it, and gets me to the hospital without my aunt's permission and gets a blood test done. The result? I had freaking leukemia. Treatment happened ASAP and thank freak I lived to tell the tale. 
I'm doing fine now, don't worry, but my dad told me something about her after she got sent to the clink, which just baffled me. I knew this lady was insane, but the levels of insanity you've tried to do behind my back, the English language does not have a suitable word for. She tried to adopt me from my dad against his will. That's right, apparently she thought the only reason my dad dropped me off there was because he didn't want to take care of me. Not because he couldn't for the moment, that couldn't be further from the truth. My dad is an amazing person who loves their child as much as any sane person would, but that's why he never came round. My aunt refused him over. The levels of absolute audacity, it's unreal. If I knew any better, I'd go as so far as to call this attempted murder. I think we can all agree that this lady is A, insane, and B, deserves to be locked up behind some bars. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of your fill of entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, when my dad said that student loans were good. Hi everyone, I thought I'd never share another story about my dad here, but I remembered this one about an interaction with him a couple months ago. For some context, we live in Spain. The story, I was visiting my dad, I think it was for celebrating something like our names day or similar, and we were talking about how I was doing in college. Then we started talking about my master's degree and told them that I had to see where I would do it because in my college, the master's degree that's directly related to my college degree doesn't allow me to sign projects. I'm studying robotics engineering and I told them that I'd have to see where to do it. As a geeky, nerdy guy, I told them that my dream college for the masters would be MIT because, come on, but I told them that it would cost a pretty penny. For context, I don't work, and in Spain it's more traditional to finish college and then start working. Both he and my mom are covering college expenses. He then talked about student loans and how that system works great in the US. I told him that it works great if you have a permanent debt in your bank account. I told him multiple stories about the debt students who had gotten student loans had, and that student loans were a way to get into bigger debt quite fast. He then came and said, well, maybe they aren't managing their money well enough. And I sarcastically thought, yeah, the blame's on the students, you boomer. He's Gen X, but has more boomer mentality. Honestly, I see him mostly during family events, but I'm starting to get tired of his way of acting. I'm willing to bet they're the kind of person that would say, do whatever you can to achieve your dreams. So you take a student loan because it's the only way forward. All of a sudden, it's your fault for trying to make your dreams real. Our next story is, gravy makes you sick. I will make gravy. So when I was pregnant with my son, I had hyperemesis gravidarum, really bad sickness. And a lot of foods made me physically sick. Even the mention of them made me pray to the porcelain god. I hated the smell of most cheeses and coffee, but worst of all was gravy. My ex-monster-in-law used to make her Sunday dinner with chicken soup instead of gravy, so I thought I would be okay. I was so wrong. As soon as she found out that it made me ill, she started using gravy every single week. I know I can hear you asking, why didn't you stay away on a Sunday? There were a couple of things that were happening at this time. One, my ex-husband was controlling and very manipulative. It wasn't until after we separated and I was in therapy that I found out he was emotionally abusive towards me. He used to tell me if we didn't go to his parents, then I couldn't see my family. I even suggested to him going alone and he said he needed me to be with him in case anything happened to me and my baby. 
Two, if we didn't go on Sunday, she would change the day and have dinner the day we did go. Apparently, I couldn't cook a meal or clean, so she wanted to make sure her son had at least one good meal. She was in the 50s housewife mindset where women clean and cook and men relax. So she started making Sunday dinners with gravy every week, and I was so poorly. They would sit in the living room happily eating while I was being ill. I actually lost weight when I was pregnant. I was so poorly I couldn't even keep water down. I was actually on anti-sickness tablets and periodically in the hospital on a drip to help me when I was too hydrated. The icing on the cake was as soon as I was halfway through my third trimester, the aversion to foods went away and she stopped using gravy and started using chicken soup again. She only did it to make me poorly. There's no other explanation for her actions. Her son would not stand up for me because, as I found out when pregnant, he was a mummy's boy. They hid it till it was too late for me to leave. Me and my son are healthy and happy now. We haven't seen or heard from them in over six years. My son's now 12 and is thriving. I don't know what she was trying to accomplish, but in the long run, it didn't work. I was probably intentional because, like you said, he was a mama's boy, she probably wanted to run you off. And maybe run you off is a very light way of putting it. This next story is, Entitled Mother Tries to Steal My Job Van. I work as pest control. It's a pretty fun job. I get to meet lots of people every day, and I see a variety of entitled people. People glad to see me, and sometimes people jumping with happiness that the wasp man has finally arrived. Yep, that's my favorite nickname. So you'll be just as surprised as I was that the story isn't about that. I had just completed a good day's work, two rat jobs, two bed bug jobs, and four wasp jobs, when I realize it's only two in the day when I get off half past four. I head to the office and think about all the fun sales and paperwork stuff I can do to ease out this month's paycheck. We usually get a 5-10% to commission on all jobs that we do that's over $400. I park my car and start reaching for my pockets to lock the car, when suddenly I hear a child yelling, I want that one. I look over to see a kid running over with her Karen-looking mom right behind her. The mom keeps her distance, but the kid is really interested in the car. It's a brand new VW Caddy Maxi, so I understand her fully. I go up to the kid and start talking to her about the car. In Sweden, we don't have that norm that it's only predators talking to small kids so it's socially acceptable, and start talking to her about what I do for a living, giving her the same speech I give all curious kids. She, of course, doesn't pay any attention to me and manages to open the passenger door. I carefully close the door again so I don't get her fingers in between by accident and tell her that's not okay, till I feel a hand on my shoulder. It's the Karen mom. How dare you not let my kid get in the car? You're done with it and now it's our turn to use it. I looked stunned by what Karen had just said, until I remembered that our office is neighbors with a car rental company. I said, oh no ma'am, as you can see, this car has my company's logo on it. We're neighbors of the car rent, I said before I was abruptly interrupted. This is outrageous. I demand to talk to your boss. You can't just refuse a customer, she says snarkily, getting so close to me I can smell the free coffee the rental place offers. Listen. I say as calmly as possible, trying not to fold this woman's clothes while she's still in them. This property of company with an X in their logo, not specific car rental place. As you can see if you compare the logo above the door, you just walked out of 
you can see the logo on my car and the logo on my clothes. Without even double checking, she frowns and says, you're lying. I demand you get your manager. Fed up at this point, I say, okay, and go in and grab the boss of the rental place. We'd had lunch several times before, and I've even sold him some stuff off the clock. When we get out, I see the entitled mom is in my driver's seat and the little kid's trying to jump in the passenger seat. I reach for my pocket. When I realize that the keys for the brand new van containing more poison in it than is needed to kill an entire football stadium is in the bloody van. I run up to the car and luckily for me, the stupid cow doesn't know that on newer cars, you don't need to put the key in an ignition and tries to search around the car where to put the keys in. I forcefully drag her out of the car when she does the typical drama thing and goes entirely limp as to make it seem like I'm using way too much force and is hurting her. As soon as I get her out, she starts crying on the ground, yelling that I broke her arm. The boss of the rental place comes around to our side and starts shouting at the Karen, telling her, and this is why you were kicked out of our store. You can't just steal people's cars. Suddenly, she amazingly jolted back to her normal self and exclaimed, I'm calling the police, telling them you two just beat me up and touched my little girl, predators. We just laughed and pointed at a camera pointing square on that piece of the parking lot. Defeated, she stood up, grabbed her kid and muttered away, all while the little kid was crying that she didn't get to go in my car. Lovely day. This next story is, I gave my mom a list of some of the awful things she's done. I, 26-year-old female, have three siblings, 25-year-old male, 23-year-old female, and 11-year-old male. My mom, 45, obviously had me and my closer-in-age siblings young, but my youngest brother came much later. Different marriages, both divorced. I'm not denying that my mother did the best she could with three kids so young on her own. My well-off grandparents helped a lot. My mom would come to bat for me when I was bullied and moved me schools when needed. She would even pick me up from PE class to have lunch every week because I had a disability and couldn't participate. That being said though, for 99% of my childhood, I had undiagnosed autism and I struggled greatly. My brother was also diagnosed at the time. My mom said she just didn't notice because my brother was a tornado and I was a little whirlwind. I wasn't coping and my mom couldn't deal with me. I shared a room with my sister and she was incredibly toxic. So mom shipped me off to live with my grandparents for ages 7 to 11-ish. I would spend nights with my grandparents and my mom would pick me up from school until they finished work to get me. As I got into my teen years, my mother and stepdad became increasingly emotionally abusive, even when I was diagnosed. Today, my mom joked that she only liked my youngest brother and not my older siblings and I. In response, I told her this was hurtful as she does many things for my brother that she- If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She never did for us and absolutely treats him differently. She went nuts and told me she won't apologize for anything and that she raised me young and did her best which I agree with, but after she kept lecturing me, I gave her a list of things she should apologize for, such as fat shaming me when I gained weight due to my autism meds and forcing me on a 500 calorie a day diet, when she called me fat on my 21st birthday and called me selfish for having my boyfriend attend because it should just be family and it's her birthday too. She also told me I got fat and lazy while away at uni and should drag me straight home when she didn't bother attending my uni graduation, even though she was already in the city and at the airport, needing to catch a connecting flight, but it was an inconvenience to get there. When I got into my master's program and she called me a professional student and a loser, but is so proud now that I've graduated. When I had a meltdown at about 18 and she smashed my new smartphone as punishment, and when she shipped me off because she couldn't be bothered with me. With all this, she's called me a spoiled, manipulative C-word and said she's cutting me out forever. My grandmother says I'm in the wrong. She might have done her best, but that doesn't mean it just negates all the bad that they did to a person that was still developing. Our next story is, is this a bad thing to do? I need advice. I'm planning on getting a job slash source of income while finishing my studies so I can move out from my household as soon as possible. I don't want to be a burden and I want to move away with my partner or a flatmate. I would be much happier. How wrong would it be for me to save all my work money without providing part of my hypothetical salary to my family? Keep in mind we don't live in a situation of poverty and we are privileged. Nonetheless, I'd feel guilty for not providing given that my mother tells me it wouldn't be the correct thing to do and would it be an inconsiderate thing to do. I would feel morally obligated to provide. I want to move out as soon as I can, but doing this for my family would slow the process down. I love my family, but would I be doing a bad thing if I keep all the money to myself? Is it a safe thing to say I suspect my mom, even family, thinks she's entitled to my money? Or is providing money something a regular son or daughter would do? I could see having some kind of reasonable rent. If you're living there on your own, you're not going to school, you're above the age of 18, you're a legal adult, a rent, maybe paying for your own groceries, sure. But just giving some money away just because? No. This next story is, my mother told me that she and my father are getting a divorce in a Jersey Mike's parking lot. My parents, 57-year-old male and 51-year-old female, separated two years ago when I was 16, female, 
I had the news broken to me in the most bizarre way. So this took place on a Tuesday, three days before Christmas. My mother was running errands and made me tag along with her. We went to the bank, grocery store, etc. Around 2pm, my mother wanted to stop and get lunch. So she pulls into a shopping center and sees a Jersey Mike's, which is a sub shop for those who don't know. She orders inside and brings the food back to the car for us to eat because she didn't want to eat inside the shop. I wonder why. She brought me back a sub and as I took a fat bite of it, she turns to me and goes, I want to talk to you about something. Immediately, in my head I'm thinking, oh god, who died? I kind of wish it had been that thinking back on it. She says, your father and I are separating. My stomach drops and suddenly I don't want my sandwich anymore. Now, considering how my parents interacted with each other, it's not the most surprising news, but it was still shocking nonetheless. The kicker comes when she points to an apartment complex across the street from the Jersey Mike's and says, that's where my new apartment is and where you'll be staying with me. Pause. She doesn't ask me if I'm okay. She doesn't explain how this came to be. Normally, I would assume if your parents are divorcing or separating, both parents would sit you down in a living room or something and tell you together. Nope. My mother took it upon herself to just randomly decide this was happening. Three days before Christmas, she then pulled the car out of this shopping center and into the parking deck of the apartment complex. And she gives me a little tour of this fully furnished two-bedroom apartment with everything in my room tailored to the things I like. Color, theme, trinkets, my name engraved on things. This had obviously been in the works for quite some time. My father calls me later in the day saying that he had no clue my mother wanted to separate. She never talked about it with him. And he had no clue that she had a whole apartment ready to move into. Needless to say, he was not happy. I will preface this by saying... I heavily prefer my father over my mother, now a lot more than ever, but my father works long hours, so my mom was normally the one who took me to and from school and other places, fed me, bought me clothes, etc. That doesn't mean she was nice to me. In fact, she was often very cold and mean because I'm not the spitting image of her that she wanted me to be. She would call me ugly and messy because I wouldn't wear my hair like hers, or I wouldn't wear makeup, or put on frilly pink clothes and fluffy sweaters. So I begrudgingly stayed the night in this new place because my mother wouldn't take me home, and she told my father that unless he can take me to and from school and feed me and make sure I'm presentable, I won't be living there anymore. My father didn't have the ability to do any of that with his work hours. The only time I went home was on Christmas Eve because I was sobbing on the phone to my dad saying that I wanted to be home for Christmas and not in some random apartment. He called her and she came into my room all in a tiz because I should love it here with how much she tailored it to my liking and I'm being dramatic for attention. But she let me go home in the end. I've been in this apartment with her for two years now and it's been a heck of a two years. This event has sent me spiraling into a depression that I needed to be medicated for. It cost me all my friends because I stopped being social because of the depression, and it cost me my high school diploma because I couldn't finish high school in my mental state. I got a GED instead. Also, my dad came to find out that she had used one of his credit cards to buy everything for this apartment, leaving him with $20,000 of credit card debt. 
He never sought any legal action because I wasn't well and he wouldn't be able to take care of me like my mom was able to. Fast forward to now, I was doing a lot better this past summer and went to college in the fall. It was great for about a month and a half before I developed a debilitating neurological illness that forced me to go home. So now I'm back in this stupid apartment with my soul-crushing mother and I really have just come to despise and resent her. If I can just be healthy for 5 minutes, I'm hoping I can get out of here eventually. This next story is, I don't care if she's just gotten out of a hospital. So, as you can probably tell by my last couple of posts, I had a monster-in-law. I also had an emotionally abusive ex. So, after I had my son, we unfortunately had five miscarriages. I'm not saying this for sympathy, but just for some background, for the cluster heck of a story that I'm about to tell you. So, during my last one, I was in the hospital. I had been hospitalized with severe dehydration, as once again, I had hyperemesis gravidarum. It's not pretty, but apparently I can't be pregnant without it. I was 19 weeks and had been sent for a scan. Unfortunately, there was no heartbeat. As you can imagine, we were devastated. I just wanted my family around me and tried not to think about the pain that was about to be coming my way. I was kept in the hospital overnight to see if the baby would start to come away naturally. It did. I started with cramps and everything that goes along with it the next day. They think we lost them a week before. When we left the hospital, all I wanted was comfy clothes and a fluffy blanket and my family. I didn't get that straight away. My ex said that I've been through this before, so I know what to expect, and it should be easier as, like I said, I had four before. He wanted to go see his mom. We had to drive 40 minutes to the next town to see his mom. Mine was 10 minutes down the road. He won. We got to his mom's house and he told them the news and she treats him like he's the only one going through it. She sat him down and made him a cup of coffee and asks if there's anything she can do for him. I couldn't even sit down as her dog was on the sofa asleep and he can't be disturbed. Anyway, my ex said that he was hungry and she looked at me and I mistakenly thought she was asking how I was too. Boy was I wrong. She told me my husband is hungry and wants a tuna sandwich. So why am I just standing there? I was stunned. I said I'm in the middle of a miscarriage, like I was bleeding as we speak. She said that she didn't believe me. She didn't believe I was pregnant and didn't believe the last four times either. I was just doing it for attention because that's all you are, an attention seeker. I was heartbroken. I took out the scans and threw them at her. I wanted a keepsake of my baby, so they did a print off for me. She said, well, how was I supposed to know? You'll say anything for attention. I got the car keys and sat outside in the cold waiting for my ex to hurry up. I honestly thought he would follow me after that vile display, but no. He had his coffee and sandwich first. I was waiting for over half an hour. When I got him, I didn't speak to my ex for two days. I just stayed in bed crying. She really is vile. I would have loved if OP just said that they got in the car, started it up, and drove home themselves and left them there. Those two seem to be a match made in heaven, and OP should have nothing to do with them. This next story is, my girlfriend's dad asked me if I wanted to take back the Christmas gifts I got for her. My girlfriend and her dad have always had an incredibly strained relationship, and it's not because he's homophobic or anything. She and I are both girls. They've always just kind of hated each other. I've only met her dad a few times, and surprisingly, in spite of his disdain for her, he seems to really like me. 
Not in a weird or creepy way, he just seems to like me in general and is always friendly whenever I'm around, compared to when he's around her, where he constantly screams at her over dumb stuff. But anyways, she and I have been together for about 4 months, so our relationship is still pretty new. We had our first big fight about a week ago, and I went into work still angry about it. I work as a cashier so I deal with a lot of people, and to my surprise her dad showed up at my register. He said he heard about the fight we had and that if I wanted to, I could take back the gifts I got for her for Christmas and that they were in the garage if I wanted to come get them after my shift. He said that since she didn't get him anything for Christmas, he returned all the gifts he got for her too, and so it was fine if I wanted to do the same. I was taken aback, but I didn't want to get on his bad side because I've seen what it's like when he gets angry, so I just told him in the friendliest way I could that I'd prefer if she kept them and said that we were just in a bit of a fight and didn't break up or anything. He was fine with that answer and said that they would still be there if I changed my mind. She and I managed to solve the issue we were having and have made up, but let's just say I'm starting to see why she hates him so much, because honestly, what the freak. Our next story is, Lady tried to steal my $200 skateboard. This may be a bit cringy, but here we go. Let's set the background. Okay. So, I was at my local skate park, right? I'm chilling, listening to music while riding the bowl, when this kid comes up to me and starts asking about my board. Note, this kid had a brand new thrasher board, and those things are not cheap. But anyways, I'm telling him about where I built it, the trucks on it, just anything he asks about. But then the question came up, here's how it went down. The kid says, So, I don't really like the skateboard I have, and I think yours is really cool. So, can I trade you for it? I said absolutely not, this board was $200 out of my own pockets, and it's the first board I ever made. I'm not gonna give it up for some kid I just met. Enter entitled mother. Why can't my son have your skateboard, she shouted. He said he would give you his. Well, lady, I custom built this board, plus your kid's board is too small for me to ride. I don't care, she snapped. She then yanked the board from my hands and began to walk away. Now, disclaimer, I may be a jerk for what I did because I could have handled this better, but here we go. As she was walking away, I grabbed the board back from her and she punched me. And it wasn't like a soft punch. Oh no, she gut punched me full force. And I'm not going to let that fly. So I grabbed my board off the ground and smack it into her leg as hard as possible. Yes, I do feel bad for it, but I'm going to defend my board because it's very valuable to me, and somehow the lady was fine, or at least fine enough to try and chase me, so I just decided it wasn't worth it and booked it out of there. I think, all things considered, OP acted very appropriately. Like a lot of people, maybe they would try to take the board upside the head of this lady. I mean, what OP did here is clearly self-defense, just whacked her in the leg and ran away. Honestly, like, more restraint than most people would in that situation. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.